Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Feedback and Insights, Sheer number 101. We're going to talk today about creating a safe space to communicate with one another. And communication is the most valuable in an atmosphere of safety. Safety means trusting that the other, your husband or your wife, does not want to hurt you, does not intend to hurt you, that we want a reasonable chance to be heard, to be taken seriously, and to expect and to want a degree of willingness to grow and to change. Now, it doesn't mean you won't be hurt, but that you'll be heard and that change will happen. Even in the best of circumstances in marriage, things won't be perfect. And you don't need them to be perfect. You're both two well-meaning good people who want to work with each other to build a good marriage. And sometimes it happens that you step on each other's toes. It's a normal thing. It's not anything to be afraid of. It's not nothing really to get upset about. It's something to recognize and embrace. Very often... We are blocked in our own issues. We're too busy with our own issues to hear what your other, what the other one is saying, what your husband or wife is saying. Or you are not able to make that change for many reasons that have nothing to do with your husband or your wife or your devotion to your marriage. You're dealing with two people that are human beings, that each one has their limitations and what's happening to their relationship, and it's very normal that there'll be challenges. Again, we're taking from the book Inner Marriage by Miriam Castle. And you both have vulnerable parts of yourselves, and you need to recognize that because you're vulnerable, it's normal that you're going to be sensitive. This is the closest relationship in your life. Therefore, this relationship between a husband and wife has the most ability to touch you at the core. But because of that, it also can bring up old hurts and old difficult feelings that you haven't dealt with from your own past. So people make a mistake very often, and they mistaken an old wound from the past, and they connect it to a present hurt, and they get overly upset about their husband or wife about it. Very, very common, and we need to be aware of this pattern and stop it. Because let's say something is upsetting today, and they want to communicate about it. That's healthy. That's good. But because it's triggering something that happened eight years ago, as an example, an old wound, so that will add on to the present hurt to be overly upset and to overreact. And that your reaction end up will be out of proportion to what's actually happening. Meaning that there's something in you. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's something in you that you need to attend to. You realize you know something. There's a problem now which we're going to deal with. But I'm being overly emotional about it because of something that happened years ago that I need work in overcoming. And I need, it's me. It's, it's not my husband. It's not my wife. It is not fear to them to bring up and to burden them with a problem from eight years ago that was 
resolved already, but some of the feelings are coming up, I need to work on it on my own. It's not fear to let a current problem be exacerbated or be burdened by something that happened eight years ago. So it's very, very important to do this, to recognize the present situation of whatever is the concern. Yes, we're going to have a safe place to communicate, but not to pile on trauma from the past. To work very hard to fight against it. It is really unfair to yourself, certainly unfair to your spouse. Uh, because if even if even if your spouse needs correcting in some areas, but he he or she needs that correcting in the present issue, not to fix something from eight years ago that was already dealt with. And another part of safety is is to acknowledge that acceptance does not mean that you exactly agree. You can listen to your husband or wife, accept what there is being said, and and bring that into your world, and to realize that they're accurate, accurately portraying how he or she feels, and you don't have to disprove it in order to make room for your different experience. All you need to do in the beginning is to understand and to empathize. You don't have to agree full-heartedly. You may see things very differently, but you still need to understand and to empathize. Your experience is different, so it's different, but it doesn't change the fact that he or she feels differently. So, for example, if your husband or wife told you, I feel disrespected based on what you told me and the way you talk to me and you're listening to this and you say I meant no disrespect whatsoever and I said it in the proper tone of voice so they have a difference in opinion here so the fact that your experience is different for example that you didn't intend to disrespect your husband or wife when you said what you did doesn't change the fact that whatever the reason is that he or she your spouse did feel disrespected and you could get those opposite points in your world. I didn't mean disrespect, that's true. But nevertheless, my spouse feels disrespected, and I accept the that fact as truth. And I'm bringing it into my world, even though I know that wasn't my intent. This allows him or her to be heard, to be understood. And then you could offer a different perspective, and explain, I don't see it your way because of this, and so on, and have that discussion. This is an adult concept that I think people need to be mechanic from ninth grade on especially. And this is the idea of holding multiple truths simultaneously. People have this black and white thinking where I have my view, and another view comes in, it contradicts it, you throw it out. We need to be adults and mature and nuanced where an multiple truths could exist simultaneously. When you are accepting your husband or wife's experience, doesn't mean you have to agree with it. What it does do, though, is by accepting it, you're making a space for allowing it to go coexist along your own reality. In other words, I, wife, have my perception of things, my husband feels differently, but I'm taking what my husband is saying and feeling, bringing it into my world, and those worlds are existing side by side, and I accept them both, even though 
I feel one way and he feels another. Doesn't need to be always agreement in order to have an experience of relating in a deep way and to have acceptance and willingness to look how to handle things better in the future. Don't force, as I'm quoting from the book, don't force their version of reality down the throat of their spouse. That's really the key. You realize that you're two different people. There's a skill acquired by bringing both worlds and let it allow simultaneously in your heart. And that creates a safety in communication that increases. So this is the idea that she writes, and I'm going to quote word for word the words that she's saying here. She says as follows. The bottom line is that healthy intimacy requires a certain level of discipline and maturity from both spouses. The discipline and maturity to separate out personal issues that you should be addressing on your own from actual marriage issues that involve the both of you. The discipline and maturity to behave appropriately to treat your spouse at least as well as you would a friend, even when you're triggered and upset. The discipline and maturity to accept responsibility for your own shortcomings and missteps. The discipline and maturity to adequately care for yourself so that you will be, can be available to open your heart to your spouse and whatever it is that you both are experiencing in your marriage. And being firmly anchored in your well-being allows space for the normal movements of feelings of closeness and feelings of separateness that most people encounter in marriage. That movement and those feelings are no longer problematic or cause for alarm. Don't allow the differences to alarm you. You embrace it. Another thing that is important when having these sensitive conversations, and it's something to daven for, ask for siyata deshmaya and work at it, is to develop a sensitivity for timing. There's a pasika kahelas that teaches us, la koilzman va'es, there's a time for everything. Whether when it's raising an issue, you share a vulnerability, you're making a request, you're looking for empathy, you're seeking advice, whatever it is, you husband or wife, both of you, you stop and ask yourself, is this a good time now? That, that considers both of you, by the way. Are you tired? Are you hungry now? Are you preoccupied in a certain emotion that you have? Have you given enough thought to the matter? Is it a good time for me? And then consider those same ideas pertaining to your spouse, your husband or wife. Is it a good time for him or her? Are they tired? Are they hungry or preoccupied? And it's not all or nothing. See, very, very important what you could do very often is to start acknowledging an issue and say, you know, we need to discuss this or I feel we should discuss this. But I know that I'm busy, you're busy, or we're stressed, so now I know is not the right time. But let's work out a time when we're both calm and more rested to discuss this. That you could do, and that's healthy. Because what you're doing here is you're letting your husband or wife know that something created a difficulty here, and it will be discussed later. This is an adult ability to name something, contain it, and then take that responsibility and when it's not the right time, you say it'll happen later. But we and we will deal with it. But you are patient and wait for that suitable time to deal 
with things. That is a sign of maturity in adulthood. It shows you're sensitive to the reality of your husband or wife. It gives you the ability to hold back your feelings, work in that with them internally until you have the opportunity to talk about it. And where, even if you're available to talk, if your wife or husband isn't ready yet, the patience and working through it until you're both ready. That's not procrastinating. Procrastinating is something else. That's when you're never dealing with the problem, constantly pushing it off, evading it. We're not talking about that now. We're talking about in reality, you do want to tackle it and you will tackle it. But right now is really not the right time. And to be respectful in the relationship is very important. And it's better than to be honest and say, you know, if I listen right now while I'm stressed and while all this stuff is going on, I'm only going to be listening with a half an ear. And I want to listen with a whole ear. So let's wait till this passes and I get some more rest or a little later in the evening, and then I'll have, you'll have my full ear. And that's very important. Now, because what happens is very often is when a problem comes up, there's something brewing inside, and you feel like, this can't wait. I got to deal with it now. We have to tackle this right this moment. And very often she says this is so, so true, that most likely when you're rushing, I need to deal with it now, it's, if it's an emergency, it's a separate story. Pikuach nefesh, things like that, different story. But very often when you're saying, I need to tackle this now, it's really that vulnerable child part of yourself that's looking for attention or is emotionally scared or nervous that say, Let's, I, I need this done now. And you need to act, think about things. Am I overreacting? And when you acknowledge also that your husband or wife he or she is tired or under pressure or not feeling well. So then when you see that, you tell them, well, let's, we're pushing this off. I know you're not feeling well now. I know you're tired. I know you're pressured. You address that this is something we, I want to talk about, but I know it needs a full attention and um, I care about you and I want to wait till you are you know, out of this stress or pressure and when you feel better, and then we'll have that conversation. So you're letting that other person know that their reality is being seen and respected. They're told that, yes, you want to talk to me, but you know something? They were kind and considerate, and they're allowing me to delay it till I feel better. It's a tremendous chesed and respect. And very often in marriages, unfortunately, people don't give each other this courtesy. But it's very important to give each other this courtesy. So we can't script this because so many matzavim are different. But one thing we need to daven for, daven ta'kadosh baruch realizing that because timing, in kaihelas, timing is one of those things in marriage that requires you to be sensitive to your own reality, to your spouse's reality, to be flexible, and a conversation you thought should wait might very well, you know, may, may, may not be healthy to discuss right now. And sometimes you thought the conversation would work now and it really needs to be postponed. So you constantly, you, you the more you practice this and communicate this and daven for it, the more you will realize of how much and how healthy it is to recognize, to live in the present 
and to recognize what's best in the matzav of the present. What does Hashem want from me this moment? That's what we always need to ask ourselves. It's a good practice for betachin and amuna in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and in Yishavadas and in calmness, and 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 it's extremely important. So again, to review the main points of this shir is to create a safe space to communicate, to trust, to allow space, not allow old wounds of the past to overshadow present hurts, because that causes one to be overly upset and overreact towards your wife and husband. You need to work it out through yourself. Recognize, you know, I'm being triggered by an old trauma. This is not fear to my husband or wife. It is fear for me to express hurt on the present and express it respectfully so that we work together through it. That is good. But to burden that together with earlier traumas that were dealt with, and even if, let's say, they weren't fully dealt with, but now is not the time. When you're dealing with a present issue, you deal with the present issue. You don't layer it with hundreds of other things from the past. And that is our own work. It's not our spouse's fault. It's our own work. We need to say, I'm overreacting because of these triggers. Let me work through it. And just take the present issue, which is not usually not as big of a deal, when you isolate it separately and not connecting it to hundreds of things in the past, and it's easier to deal with. And another thing we talked about today is respecting your wife's or husband's world, even if you don't see it that way, and to allow it into your world. Don't force their version of reality down their throat. Don't push away their world because it doesn't look exactly like yours. Allow his or her world to be together with you inside yourself. Not that you have to agree with everything, but you need to acknowledge that it's there and respect it and understand it. Like the example we gave, where you believe you didn't speak disrespectfully, you didn't, you talked in a normal, calm voice, and you did not mean to disrespect in any way, shape, or form, but your spouse feels that they were disrespected. As an adult, it seems complex. As an adult, you could carry both truths in your mind and put them side by side in your heart. I feel I didn't disrespect, I talk normally. My husband or wife feels otherwise. I accept that. I accept that they're feeling that way, and I'm empathetic towards that. And that's in my world, just as much as my own perception is. And we'll work through it, and we will deal with it. And the fact that timing is everything. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help you every moment to utilize everything in its right time and its right place. And that is really a key in life overall. So for example, and this is hard sometimes, like Shabbos, all your worries about work is gone and done. That's Shabbos. So if even though on a Monday morning, that is the appropriate thing to do, is when you're going to work and you're in work already and you're dealing with current problems, which is the regular normal hishtadlis that Hashem wants you to do, that's healthy. But Shabbos is a different time. There, the Shtadlis goes out the window. There, obsessing about work is out the window. It's I'm one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu now. So you see the reality is there's nothing bad and good in each of these things. But on Shabbos, it's a different reality of living in the present on Shabbos and on a workday, living in the present and a workday. Same thing applies to marriage and all the nuances of it. 
it's something that you ask Siata Deshmaya for, and you start getting talented and developing it, realizing there's a time for everything, and not everything has to be resolved now. That's usually a trigger from a vulnerable, impulsive, childish part of yourself where things are, I got to take care of this now. We got to talk about this now. It has to be now or else. Usually it's not the case. And Baruch Hashem, you all have that ability. Don't think yourself deficient. First of all, Hashem least listens to each and every one of you. And if you're sincere and you talk to Hashem and ask help about these things to Hashem, He responds. And if you put in the effort, the hashtablis, Hashem responds. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged even if, it, if you try in the beginning. There's bumps in the road when you're working on these tools that we're talking about. Daven every day for Shalom Bayis. Do not give up. Persevere. Keep it going. And you will see special siyat deshmaya. Bracha and atzlacha.